You know, I could spend a lot of money advertising this show, but actually nothing is as powerful as word of mouth. So if you're really enjoying the show, then please share the show with a few of your friends who you think would enjoy it also. Another great thing that you can do is leave us a five-star rating and a review. Five-star ratings and reviews are how Apple Podcasts and other podcatchers help to identify shows of interest and introduce them to new people. If you do those couple things for us, then we'll be able to keep on growing this show and producing this content for you. That's all for now. On with the show. A year ago, Rebecca and her teaching partner and co-author, Jerry McLaughlin, embarked on a new project to meet the needs of artists during the time of COVID. With in-person workshops canceled, they turned to online teaching as a way to continue providing instruction to artists interested in using cold wax medium and oils. Faced with the challenge of offering deep learning in a new format, Rebecca and Jerry developed a structured curriculum of live sessions for a worldwide audience of artists. Cold Wax Academy has evolved to be the leading online resource for mastery of skills required for painting with cold wax media. Today, Rebecca and Jerry talk about the challenges and rewards of the past year and plans for the future of Cold Wax Academy. Without further ado, here's Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone, um, and welcome to the Messy Studio that's coming to you today from San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. And I am here with Jerry McLaughlin, and we have just finished teaching an advanced cold wax uh, workshop here. We had 15 students, um, and this was the first workshop we've taught together since COVID and, and launching Cold Wax Academy. And it's the first time I've taught in person uh, since, you know, January of 2020, basically. <laughs> and you had one. Two. Uh, I've two, had two, two since yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Jerry. Thanks. It's good to be back. Yes. And our topic today, as you heard in the intro, is that we want to talk about this a project that we have embarked on, Cold Wax Academy, and kind of some of the backstories, things that have been surprising, things that have been interesting, um, and ways that it's affected us and our own art practice and, and so on. Um, and just, um, it's, been a, it's been a very big change in what we were doing, because we did teach together sometimes in different locations and and all that, of course, with everything else that changed with COVID, that, that changed as well. So um, one of the things we wanted to start out with was um, how different it is to teach online and in person. And they both have their own benefits and they both have their own challenges. And it's just a different type of interaction. Uh, and, you know, I was kind of resistant to the idea at first. And I thought, this is going to feel so strange. Uh, for me, the video aspect of it was was a lot. You're sitting there looking at yourself on a computer screen, talking to yourself and to you. Yeah. And it, it's different even from podcasting where, you know, we're talking into a microphone, but that that video component was, was off-putting to me. Um, yeah, for me, it was, I don't mind being in front of a camera. It was more the idea of no visible feedback. I, I, I personally rely so much on looking at engaging an audience re, audience's reaction to, mm -hmm. you know, what I say, how I say it. 
And this is a bit like talk. It felt in the beginning like talking into a void. You get no feedback. You're just like, right. okay. <laughs> you I don't know. even really know. Are they hearing me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there are those moments when you're just. It feels so weird. Yeah. And yet, what we have discovered over time is that because people can interact, um, these are online weekly sessions for our members. We can see when somebody has a question, has a comment. We don't see the person's face, but they type it in. Mm -hmm. And so with those scrolling by during the session, it starts to really feel interactive yeah. in a way that was surprising um, and, and just fine. <laughs> yeah. I think it shows that a kind of that adaptability that humans have to different ways of communicating that we adapted to it. And then our audience also adapted to they it. And now we have, did. we have this dynamic. It's like the dynamic sets itself up and you just dive in all the time. Yeah. And it, it feels perfectly normal now. And I yeah. think I know I've relaxed a bit. I yeah. think I was pretty nervous the first couple of times. Um, so that has been, you know, that adjustment. And then I think what we've also found that are advantages of this online learning uh, are things like, you know, we record all the sessions. And so um, that material is always there and it can always be reviewed uh, by anyone that's, that's in the academy. And it also, because we have all these recordings, it allows entry at any point. So at any point that someone feels ready to become a member, they can look back over everything that's already been recorded. Yeah. And so, again, much different than the, I mean, the limited enrollment in a workshop um, is, you know, completely, you have to be able to travel, you have to be able to put yourself into that group environment. Um, this is a really different point of access. It's yeah, and, and unlike a workshop where there is this this beauty of, of immediacy and and live personal one-on-one -on -one feedback, you know, and it doesn't, you can't substitute the, the technical, the kinesthetic portion of it. I mean, I can't watch somebody paint on, on Kobach's Academy, but not only being able to come back to it if you miss it, but a workshop is a one-off. And so what you forget, you don't even know you necessarily forgot from the right. workshop, whereas the, the recorded versions you can go back and review them yourself, even just the portions that you want to review because they weren't let, they were less clear, or you remember them less. And and that that aspect of it and the fact that it's recorded and it's live and it's time limited, I and I think you as well, we feel the need to be more kind of succinct <laughs> and efficient yes. in our presentation. Yes, and that's that's uh, something that yeah, we've had to adapt to this certain format and in an in-person workshop you can you can ramble more you can wander around <laughs> that's all good it's personal um but it it's more formal in a way to be to be online to be have this very set format and and time limit yeah. and it's also liberating i think in the sense that we can we do produce this material uh, we have to prepare it a lot ahead of time, so there's a lot of background that goes on. But once we're online, um, you know, we have to be focused and yeah. succinct, and that's what that's our goal. And so there's very little sort of dead. There's no dead time. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. we're always either yeah. answering questions or we are presenting material that we've 
prepared to a very specific focus for each each session. Um, yeah, I think the the depth as well, because you know when we do these, we can take a a single topic and not only dive into it for ninety minutes, but maybe break it up over three sessions and mm-hmm. dive into it. Yeah. And it gives people a week in between at least to digest that. Whereas in a workshop, I mean, they've got the morning, then the afternoon, the morning and the afternoon. And, and at some point you have to really restrain the kind of quantity and complexity because it's just too much and too it can time. Be, it, in person can be overwhelming. And it, it has that wonderful sort of, I am totally immersed in this for five days or six days, whatever it is. That's great. Uh, that is a totally different experience. This is little bits of information that uh, can be digested. Yeah. And we try to keep the information pretty dense. It's not, um, it's, we, we try to aim it so that it's both accessible if you're a beginner, but there's a lot there too if you're more advanced and you might receive it in a different way and you might yeah. connect with it in a different way um, if you are more advanced. Um, and one of the interesting things that we noticed this week when we taught in San Miguel, a number of our students that came in person were members of the academy. Yeah, and, and majority. It was, the majority were. And it was, first of all, great to actually meet these people. Yeah, who had, and for the who had, faces to it. Yeah, yeah, faces. I mean, you know, they were just names on the on the session. Um, and And then to realize... They've been part of this, they've been participating, and they've been engaging with the lessons so that when we would say something like core intentions, which is something we've talked about uh, in our Cold Wax Academy, they get it. You know, yeah. we don't have to say, okay, let's talk about what our intentions, you know. Yeah. And so it was really interesting that we could we could put some stuff out there that they would just, okay, I get it. It's it's automatic. It's it's you know, keying into something that they already know about. Yeah, um, I, mean, I this is my third workshop since starting Cold Wax Academy. I've had three over the last I don't know, kind of two months, and by far the majority, more than two thirds of the students have, were part of Cold Wax Academy, and I immediately can tell the difference because so much of the stuff that I would have felt like I had to introduce and try to get them to understand while simultaneously teaching them techniques or whatever. So much of that was already in there, at least foundationally, that the learning was richer yeah, from the get-go. It was, it's an interesting experience to see the effects of what we've been doing you know, in, in each person that, yeah. that comes. Um, and, and they are benefiting from the combination, the, the online and then, of course, the, the in-person. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting perspective because a lot of online learning uh, formats, I think the person teaching might not ever get to experience the literal results of that teaching because they might never meet the people. And now we've had the chance mm-hmm. you know, of, of meeting. I've met probably 30 or 40 people now in person. And that, that's really, it was beautiful actually to, to see the impact of that in-person, live, yeah. tangibly. Best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, I mean, I think something that we have experienced as as doing this project is we're learning too because every one of the topics, and, and I should say we, we use three topics every quarter. We divide mm-hmm. everything the whole year into a quarter. We pick three, four quarters, we pick three main topics for each quarter. So 
um, there's 10 lessons per quarter. So that means it's a deep dive into these topics yeah. that we're doing. And so it's we certainly work hard to prepare and do research and develop the ideas. And that has been, you know, that's a good learning experience for us, too. Oh, my gosh. We have to articulate these oh things. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you say, what, what we always say is we're going to take a topic that seems simple and show you how complicated it is. <laughs> and I think sometimes we don't even realize how complicated it is until we dive into present right. it. Something like shape and you talk about shape it's like oh shape is simple and you're like oh my gosh oh, yeah, right. it's so much more complicated than <laughs> right the even i realized until we dove into it in this right. way i mean we we have to ahead of time before we even create a script or an outline we have to get together online because we meet online as well privately and say uh okay what are we going to do with this topic and then we start talking about it and one or the other of us will bring up all these different aspects, and pretty soon, it's almost like, how do we fit all this into three sessions? <laughs> three sessions, right? It's too much. <laughs> Where we started out thinking, is this really enough for one session? <laughs> so, yes, it's been really helpful for us as artists to have to, um, you know, understand this stuff enough to talk about it well. And I can tell... I could tell the difference when I'm starting to plan future workshops also that I feel more energized. I'm talking about in-person workshops. Yeah. I feel energized with new ideas, with new insights um, because of the stuff that we've been, we've been um, having to frame and teach. Um, and I think we also, I'm observing in a different way how people learn, how they respond to things. Because it, in any one session, um, you know, we have around 100 people or more. That's only a portion of our total membership. But the people that are actually tuning in live, live, live yeah. during the live session, um, which can be limited by all kinds of things, where you live, for one. Right. How late you sleep in the morning. <laughs> right. But anyway, there's a certain number of people that are engaging with us. And so we're seeing... Questions not just from 10, 12, 15 people in a workshop. We're seeing questions from a lot of people. And there are people in different places in the world, actually, and right. people at different stages of their development. So <clears throat> I find it interesting um, as an instructor to understand better what things people want to know and what things confuse them and what things are interesting to them. And so... Um, that has been uh, good for me as an instructor. Yeah. And I think you get to see, it's been, it has been for me as an instructor too. And you also get to see, uh, unlike a live workshop where there's an immediacy of questions, when we take, like say, shape and explore it over a quarter, we get to see questions where people have had time to think about this topic mm -hmm. and then come up with their own personal and maybe more developed questions because they've had more time to spend with the right. subject rather than right. just an afternoon or a morning session. Yeah. And, and it might be a little overwhelming because it's moving so quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, there's a richness to it. There's an expansiveness to it. Yeah. Um, and we were we were just talking before the podcast one of the things that we've had to learn oh God. <laughs> is technical stuff. Oh, my gosh. And we won't go into this a great deal, but it is a factor. If anyone listening to this is thinking about engaging in online teaching, 
Uh, yeah, you have to be prepared for this learning curve. We're not just talking to the camera. I mean, right. we're presenting PowerPoints. And for me, uh, learning to make effective PowerPoints has, you know, I've learned a lot from you, Jerry, because you're, you're quite precise in the way that you present things. And I've always done PowerPoints, but they tend to be things, um, I don't know. I, I don't think I have learned, I didn't know before how to break things down as well, to mm -hmm. present them in a logical sequence and all that. And so that is a skill, you know. Yeah. And, and when do you put, what text do you put on the screen? And when right. do you do that? Um, and and we, imagery, like finding the right imagery. Yes. And, and yeah. uh, sound and video, like filming yourself, oh, that's filming been, something oh. else. Yeah. Editing the filming that you do because you have 30 minutes of video clips that need to get edited down into 45 seconds of meaningful content. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's been really, really challenging. It is. And, and so, you know, we don't do a lot, of, a lot of video demoing in the sessions. It is mostly us talking and presenting ideas. But this, this quarter, yeah. we are um, <laughs> taking on the, the challenge of each creating uh, two paintings, actually, that we're videoing ourselves yeah. <laughs> in our studios doing this. And then editing, as you say. Right. And we wanted to show the progression of how we develop a painting. Yeah. And this has been, I mean, I don't know. I think it's going fine, but it's it's a totally new experience to have, you know, okay, turn on the video camera, paint, turn it off, edit it. It's just yeah. and, and odd. <laughs> it is odd. And I, I think probably for you, too, because I think we have chatted about it. Even though there's not an audience there, having the camera watching <laughs> yes. you, it, it's hard not to have in the back of my mind, is it in focus? Is it on? Right. Am I standing in front of the lens so they can't see anything? And so it's a bit distracting because I'm like, in normal painting, I just dive in and uh -huh. there's nothing else on my mind usually. And this, there's this little voice behind me. And somebody said, well, hire a videographer. I'm like, well, then I have to make an appointment to paint in front of somebody. I'm like, I'm not sure that's better. <laughs> oh, that, that, seems even, that seems even harder. I mean, it's so far been spontaneous. Okay, I feel kind of like doing this right now. I'll yeah. turn on the camera. Um, and then, yeah, like I say, every time you wonder, well, am I going to lose this whole segment that right. because I didn't do something right or whatever? And there's no going back. I mean, no going back. There's no going back. You can't redo a retake. I mean, you are where you are in the painting. Oh, yeah. So far, so good on that one. Well, um, you, I've had a few out of focus things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that, you know, I mean, kind of on the topic of, um, the, these kind of personal challenges, I mean, that what we've had to learn to do this, the, the time commitment to preparing these lessons, as we said, there's a lot to it. Um, yeah. it we talk uh, probably twice a week, if not more, before yeah. the presentation to kind of rough it out, to prepare what we're going to say, and then to prepare the PowerPoints and so on. Um, so that's been a real commitment every week that we have to do it. We have a schedule. And um, uh, we have also scheduled guests at times. So we've had a number of um, other artists come on. Yeah. Well, that's another kind of pre preparation, yeah. finding the people, preparing them. Um, and we, we learn a lot from that. The, the people that are watching really, our members really like that too, because it's a whole different perspective. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting voices and ideas and perspectives that are totally not ours. 
ways of working that are totally not ours, quite divergent often. And, and we do too. I mean, it's really nice to sit back, frankly, and be a bit like the audience for yes, a while and I, say, I I'm just going to learn myself today. I'm We've not gonna, had you know. some very interesting people on and, and, um, yeah, I, I totally enjoy those. Um, and another thing I think that's been interesting for us is kind of the, the collaborative aspects of doing this. So we talked about the tech stuff. And that's collaborative in its own way. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I always seem to have a lot of questions. <laughs> Especially in the beginning, I was I was overwhelmed. Um, but I guess what I've come to notice, and I think it especially came out in person this past week when we taught together, that we really do have different approaches in our work. We do have different approaches in how we think about it, how we talk about it. Absolutely. And so... Um, doing this type of teaching where we have to be really focused uh, online is is a really good collaboration because we have to work that out yeah. and play to our strengths when yeah. we do this. Yeah. And I think people appreciate that, that, that they're not just getting one point of view. But we don't, I mean, we always can see the other person's point of view. It's not like we're arguing about this stuff. No. We are, we are different people doing different things and bringing different things to the sessions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of the time it's, it's just complimentary. We, we often yeah. fill in those places where the other person is, you know, that's not their strength. Right. But there are also times where we just, we think differently and we just kind of say, I'm like, I know Rebecca doesn't agree with me about this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's always been, a, we've been collaborating for years. years I mean, ago. we started with the book, the video, just the whole business. And to have this whole new um, aspect of collaboration has, has really been, uh, I don't know, pretty good, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, enjoyable, educational, yeah. rewarding, very rewarding. Yeah, and I think, I mean, from the, from the point of view of our members, our students, and this is a membership program, so if you go to our website, um, www.coldwaxacademy.com, yes. uh, you, you can see the membership levels, the membership program. Uh, you can join at different levels. So um, anyway, for our students, the, you know, looking at it from their perspective, what are they, what's the advantage uh, to the student we kind of talked about it from our perspective, and and part of that is obviously for the students. We're giving them a very focused direction, um, and we we're kind of talking about well, what else is it about online learning of this type where it's these are not one-off sessions. Right. <laughs> this is a commitment, right. and you buy a membership for a year. A year, so, right? So you are committed in the sense that there is something going on continually in the background, right? of your art life and it is up to you what you do with that as a student um but as you pointed out when we were talking about it just having that structure in your life and it is something that you've you've uh you've paid for and you have become involved with right. it does it presents a certain different opportunity for you as an artist absolutely and i think you know i i, I work with individual clients for mentoring and coaching. And one of the things, and it's not just the people that I work with, but people I meet at workshops, just artists in general, one of the things that they um, 
that they struggle with is kind of consistency and follow through. Uh, it's just very easy to get off track and suddenly life takes over and, and you're out of it again. And this is a, a structure that if you're willing to take the commitment and make the commitment, provides you with a year of moving you forward in your art where it's out there for you to do. So making art is about self-reliance on many ways. We have to do it every day, but this provides a structure to encourage you to do that and a community of people who are doing the same thing. Um, it's not, you know, hand-holding, but it is a framework for you to latch on to if you're interested and willing. Yeah, and, and we do offer critiques and, and we have homework. homework. We have... Um, we have challenges that we present to people and we have things where, well, members, please submit this or that. And right. then we'll look them over and, and choose some things to talk about. And we even bring some members on. We have done that. We're yeah. planning to do it again to talk about different things. So we, we're really interested in this um, interaction among the members as well. And that is something that, you know, obviously an in-person workshop you many times the people that come bond with each other they keep up relationships they you know sometimes they'll um you know exchange work uh, ideas over time but that also can happen in a way online and um it but it can also be a way into a workshop if you're not really into group dynamics if yeah. you just want to do your own thing by yourself uh you can i mean the way that this is set up, you can certainly watch live or watch recordings uh, on your own schedule if you do the recordings, but you can be very private about it. You do not have to engage. Yeah. So there are a lot of artists that are a little hesitant for that. Um, when you go to an in-person workshop, it you're pretty vulnerable. Yeah. You are working in front of people and you, you know, you're trying to negotiate the time with, with a bunch of other people around. So... There is an aspect of online learning that's perfect if you're if you are more private and you yeah. say I just want to do this at home in my yeah. studio whatever. And a lot of artists are. I mean, a lot of yes. artists like art, like making art because they're more introverted. They like their quiet, alone, self time. And this is a way to, to a way to do that in whatever kind of degree you want. I mean, I've had a couple of people that come came to the live workshops and said, "Oh yes, I'm a lurker or I'm lurking." Right. <laughs> and I didn't really know what they meant. And what they mean is that they're there, they're watching, but they're not chatting and engaging. And some of them aren't posting work, which is certainly not a requirement, but they still feel a part of it in a way that's comfortable mm -hmm. to them because they are a more kind of private, quiet person. Right. And that can be harder to do in a, in a live in-person workshop. You feel kind of a pressure. Oh, you would. You yeah. Know, among yeah. all the people to perform. Yeah. Kind of every yeah. If you're not if you're not participating verbally in a workshop, you're going to stand out. Whereas in online, you can watch and observe without engaging at all yeah. until maybe at some point you're ready to. Yeah. And we've had people say, "Oh, this is the first time I've joined in or something," mm -hmm. and yeah. and that's great. Um, and and there is an opportunity to uh, post work on a Facebook page for the group. Again, you can choose not to. Um, and it's a very supportive community yeah. when you do, because um, one of the things that we've really tried to encourage is the members who want to engage with each other 
uh, can and do, and yeah. they've they've formed relationships, and some of them are meeting in these online and in these live workshops as well, the ones yeah. that we hold in person. So it's it's a really interesting um, human part of it. Yeah, and I I met a, I met a, a woman from Maine um, at one of the workshops, and she said, "Oh yeah, there's four of us who are up around the Maine area, and we found each other, and now we meet outside." of Colbeck's Academy and talk about the things that we've been talking about in Colbeck's Academy or our work. So it spawned a, a kind of a local artist mm-hmm. group. Um, and I was, it made me really happy to hear that, that they were able to connect around yeah, that. Yeah, and we've, we've talked about maybe finding ways to encourage, because we notice, oh, look at all the people from, you know, Wisconsin or something. Right, right, right. Because yeah. they, they, when they come on the sessions, they typically identify this is so-and-so from so-and-so. Yeah. And you start to see that there are locations where there's a number of members and and if they can find each other and engage with each other that's that's really great that feels really good yeah that we could um you know facilitate that yeah because it can be hard to do otherwise yeah so and i thought we'd talk uh in the time left a little bit about oh just more the logistics of all this how did we start it (laughs) in case you're listening to all this and thinking well that sounds pretty interesting um more specifically (laughs) Uh, how did we? How do we structure it? How do we get going on this? And um, it really did come about as a result of COVID. Yeah. Although we had, you know, played with the idea before, but COVID yeah. certainly forced the issue. <laughs> yeah, we were, you know, we were going to rebrand. We were actually in the process of rebranding as Colwax Academy because we realized that over time we'd become something bigger than squeegee just the press. book. Yeah, we press, were squeegee just press, the tools, so, and yeah, and we thought, well, this is more all-encompassing, and then. All of a sudden, we're in the middle of COVID, and we're canceling all of our in-person workshops, and we're getting ready to rebrand in like two months. We're like, well, what are we going to do? And all of a sudden, it just <laughs> we're like, okay, let's do this thing. And, it was and a very intense. Uh, this would have been um, last summer. No, yes, yeah, 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 last yeah. summer. Yeah. Last summer, Maybe we July, something like that. Yeah, I mean, in a matter of a couple of months, we had to make so many decisions um, because. It was all tied in with a new website, with the new name, with who we are now, and yeah. it just it was so intense every day. It was something yeah. that we had to decide about, and and part of that decision was okay, we want to do online learning. How can we do this most effectively? And I think right away we thought we don't want to just present sort of a random assortment of um, ideas. Like we right. wanted it to hang together and be actually a curriculum. And so kind of based on an academic year, we chose to do it in four quarters mm-hmm. with specific focus um, each quarter. Yeah. And so that really, once that structure was in place, then it was it has been a matter of deciding what are our topics. Uh, and we, we plan them out ahead, of course, too, yeah. but how are these topics? Do they relate? How can we kind of merge them together at times? And how can we treat them separately in a deep way, as we mentioned? Yeah. And we, and we also try to, you know, there's a kind of a technical or formal things we need to, we want to teach. There are conceptual things that we want to teach. And then there are practical things that we want to teach or explore. And how do those all relate? Because they are all ultimately tied right. together and intimately tied together right. uh, in the wholeness of making art. And in the last year, we covered all the visual elements in depth, but we also talked about things like 
um, talking and writing about your work and developing a vocabulary of mm-hmm. art. Um, we had Eric uh, Maisel mm-hmm. on talking about pr- the power of practice, you know, yeah. sticking to your um, commitment to your studio and your work. Yeah. Um, we had, yeah. Intentions, you know, core and focused intentions. How do you have consistency, a foundation for your work rather than kind of roaming through the world of art? Yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot. Yeah, so we're trying to hit these different levels. The, like you said, the practical, just the the life of the artist. How are you conducting your life, your your practice, um, what technical things you need to know and what more ideas and concepts are helpful to you um so we feel like we've you know it's been like a good progression and so we are entering year two (laughs) yes yes and and i think you know i like any kind of learning undergraduate graduate whatever there is a finite aspect to it i mean you know it's lifelong learning but we can't talk for the we, rest of our we lives can't, we can't do it. <laughs> on we do have to have some finite aspect to it because we do feel like you know if you take all the things that we're going to do the idea is that eventually you move to another level and um do something you know kind of bigger and deeper yeah so we have kind of sketched out year two yep as we enter it um and you know like it's going to change in yeah. year three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to make some changes that acknowledge our need to focus uh, in other ways. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, shall we I talk think, about our other project? <laughs> I think we can. I think we can. I mean, people have been asking about it. We've been hinting about it, and I, I think it's time to make it official. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, you know, in in all of this, we we talked a while back about writing a second book. And we wanted to move beyond just talking about cold wax and we're both abstract painters. And so one of the things that's really deeply important to both of us is the idea of abstraction, the conceptual ideas, the formal portions of it, the personal portions of it. And, and there's really not a great resource out there for this. And so we have been delving into this now for a long time. And now Cold Wax Academy's pushed us into it even deeper. So I think we're ready to... Write the second book. Yeah. <laughs> and this actually, I think it was uh, when we were teaching in Italy, I remember sitting outside with you somewhere and we kind of looked at each other and said, yeah, there's going to be another book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, and, and what, yeah, we really want to help people that want to get into abstraction, but don't, they lack a framework. They mm-hmm. lack a big picture entry point. And so a lot of the things that we've been teaching about and lots more that we can write about and expand on and put into this book. So big project. um, And after the coming year that we we have scheduled for Cold Wax Academy, we'll be doing something. We haven't quite decided what. We're going to continue to engage with people, but we're also going to be focusing on writing the book because that is another... um, long-term long-lasting contribution to all of this that our first book has been so you know the the things we hear back about that book that um people rely on it they love it they've been very very positive about it and so it's encouraging to launch into another one yeah and i i I think that 
you know, when, when we first we wrote the first book, you and I were just getting to know each other and we didn't know a lot about how the other person thought about art, about painting, abstraction, uh, our own personal experiences. And now we do. And we have grown individually and, and together. And I think we now have something fresh to share yeah. that we're excited about, um, especially yeah, a, that we have a, we also have a deeper connection. Right. It's a product of our own evolution with all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the last word for today. I think that this yeah. goes on, there's going to be more to come. Um, and we just feel really good about being able to offer something meaningful to other artists and the feedback we get about um, our online work with Cold Wax Academy has been super, super positive. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, it feels good to kind of make our own thing, make it up, make it up as we as we work it out. And we can provide something that people call it, they say it's comparable to, to a college course. Oh, we've had many people say, yeah, we've many had people, people say that it's, it's, better than I mean people who we have people in Colbyce Academy who have fine art degrees yes. and say this is better than what I learned when I was in college yes. or art school. Uh, and that yeah. is that's pretty impactful. It's <laughs> it pretty powerful. Very, it's very so impactful. Yeah. I think one of the things that people say is does making art is it important? Is it relevant? Does it matter? My I think yes, but this has been an opportunity to engage with people and really feel like like we make a, a difference to people yeah. and then make a difference in their art. And then that ripples out in ways yeah. that, I mean, they're intangible, they're real, but they're intangible to some degree. Yeah. And I think that we, that this started when people were so isolated was, it was really important too, yeah. that yeah. it was uh, a way to pe keep people going and get excited again during a dark time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, we will just um, mention again that our website is www.coldwaxacademy.com and there's there's information on there about cold wax medium. There's a lot of questions answered. We do a video series where we ask Jerry and ask Rebecca. Jerry it's Rebecca. <laughs> that is, there's a number of those that just talk about specific points for just a few minutes and then the membership levels. And, um, and yeah, and if you're interested and you're not ready for a membership, there's also a Facebook community page that yeah. you can join and start to see what's going on because occasionally we put free content on there that's actually the same thing our, our members see. Every yeah. now and then we put up something for everybody. Yeah. And so and not just put up. Like we usually once a quarter that when we will have a live session that's not just something for people to watch, but people from the community group can hop true. on and engage. They can right. they can we, ask questions, chat yeah, with us, that, right. you know. We do a Q&A. Yeah. We post uh prompts or challenges on that page as well so uh that's about it i think that's about it onward <laughs> yeah thanks okay. for having me on again and it's really nice to see you in person after almost All two right. years all right well that just about wraps up this episode of the messy studio for more from the messy studio please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list you can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio podcast is a core publication management production. 
Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.